Good morning. It is Friday, September the 29th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin today with consecration. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Ephesians 5.14. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. We're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, the other day as I was speaking at the New Room Conference, I closed out. I was speaking on consecration and I closed out with this prayer and I was just happily stunned by how many people prayed it right along with me it was very it was both encouraging and sobering that so many of us are now beginning to pray this prayer not just every day but throughout the day all the time consecration is that way in it's it's the pathway that's the doorway that leads into the house of transformation that leads out into the world of demonstration so i have a sense that as i'm saying and praying that prayer every day that i'm hearing your voices just like we sing that hymn together and i can practically hear you out there i hear you praying this prayer aloud with me Today's entry is called, When a Witness Becomes a Martyr. And our text is Acts chapter 7, verses 54 to 60. Hear now the word of the Lord. When members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Behold, he said, I see heaven open, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this they covered their ears, and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him dragging him out of the city, and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. 
When he had said this, he fell asleep. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. We come to the end of Stephen's address to the Sanhedrin. While he began with the gentle greeting, brothers and fathers, he ends John the Baptist style. You stiff-necked murderers. He began with the great and powerful acts of God. He ends with the activity of the religious leaders in their response to Jesus. Stephen signed his own death warrant. Something bigger happened here, though. Take another look. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Behold, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. The Spirit of God gifted Stephen with eyes to see past the veil of the temporal and into the realm of the eternal. The Bible clearly tells us that Jesus, quote, sat down, unquote, at the right hand of God. Not here. Jesus stands in tribute to Stephen. Wow. In Stephen's death, we witness our first sowing ceremony of the young church. As Jesus said, unless a single seed of wheat goes into the ground and dies, it will never produce a harvest. And then he became that seed. And so did Stephen. Jesus prayed. As he prayed, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. And into your hands I commend my spirit. So did Stephen. One of the early fathers of the church, Tertullian, wrote in the second century, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. The Greek word behind our English word, witness, is marturo. You recognize the derivative English term, martyr. Yes, martyr means witness. The Sanhedrin sought to be God's lawyers. Stephen was God's witness. Correction, Stephen is God's witness. A martyr in death serves as a powerful encouragement to the living to be a martyr in life. And what is a martyr in life? That's our question, isn't it? And that is the point, right? A true witness of Jesus is one who cannot be killed because they have already died the only death that matters. And from that death, they have risen. This is what baptism really means. Buried with Christ in his death and risen with Christ into his life. That's why the saints are all in one accord. The secret to life is to die before you die. The prayer for transformation. Lord Jesus, I am your witness. I am your 
witness. I receive your righteousness and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. Come Holy Spirit, transform my heart, mind, soul, and strength so that my consecration becomes your demonstration that our lives become your sanctuary. For the glory of God our Father. Amen. Question today, do you tend to be more of a lawyer for God, arguing his case with others, prosecuting his enemies? Or are you more of a witness? demonstrating and testifying to his goodness and grace. You see the difference? And for our hymn today, we're calling the audibles this week. We're going to sing one that goes all the way back to the year 1693, written by Thomas Shepard. Must Jesus bear the cross alone? It's hymn number 598. Okay, now we've had a little bit of a issue this, maybe it was last week or this week, I don't remember when it was, but there's a difference between hymn numbers and page numbers. And of course, in a hymnal, at least in the seedbed hymnal, our great Redeemer's praise. I should be telling you the number so you can be looking it up. Okay, hymn number 598, 598. Now, we don't have page numbers in our hymnal. We have hymn numbers. Sometimes there's two hymns on a page. That's the case today. And and the other time when, when people said I, we had made a mistake, which I suppose I did, and not making this clarification, but... It's hymn number 598. Must Jesus bear the cross alone? It's in our section in our hymnal. Man, this hymnal is just remarkable. This section is called Commitment and Consecration. Okay, we're going to sing all five verses. It's just two, not stanzas, uh, I don't know, two bars. <laughs> My musical training has gone out the window. Okay, I think I know the tune. Must Jesus bear the cross alone And all the world go free No, there's a cross for everyone And there's a cross for me how happy are the saints above who once went sorrowing here. 
But now they taste unmingled love and joy without a tear. The consecrated cross I'll bear till death shall set me free. And then go home my crown to wear, for there's a crown for me. Upon the crystal pavement down at Jesus' pierced feet, Joyful I'll cast my golden crown and his dear name repeat. O precious cross, O glorious crown, O resurrection day. When Christ the Lord from heaven comes down and bears my soul away. Amen. I didn't know that was going to go so high on me. O precious cross, O glorious crown, O resurrection day, when Christ the Lord from heaven comes down, and bears my soul away. 1693. Guys, we've been writing hymns a long time, and I'm so happy that we're reaching that far back to bring them forward. You know songs like the old songs. I think I'm finally shaking this cold or whatever it is I had. And, um, yeah, it's Friday, guys. It's Friday. And we've got seed to sow. Man, there's just so many opportunities. Praying today the Lord would open the eyes of your heart. You know, as as I was reading the text today, I need to go back and look into the Greek language, but it's another one of those instances where the Bible tends to say the the Greek word edu. This is what happens. Stephen, he's being stared down with the death stare, and he looks up to heaven. He sees the glory of God. He sees Jesus standing, and then he says this. The English translation is look, but oftentimes when you see that English translation of look, the Greek word behind it is idou, I-D-O-U, idou or idou. And that word carries much more freight. The, the English word should be, if it is idou, and i got to look it up, I, something tells me it is. Idou should be translated behold. And behold, behold is so much more than just look or see, it's like behold is where hearing and sight converge. It's the perceptivity of the soul, of the deepest inmost being. It's when you begin to see with the eyes of your heart. He says, behold, 
I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. You see, this is the quality of vision the Holy Spirit wants to give us in our everyday lives. He wants to take our normal, ordinary faculties of sight and teach us to behold, which is to see like the unseen. It's to, in, even in people especially, it's to, it's to see beyond what we think we see and to capture and begin to take into, take into us the vision of what God is seeing in a person, in a situation. That's what leads to sowing for a great awakening. That's what happened at the gate called Beautiful. Peter and John beheld, they beheld the man, the poor man who had been born lame. And you know what they said to him? Look at us. I want to go back and look that up now. Did they say, Edu? Behold us? Is that what they said? You know, the English is, is, is remarkable to see the Bible in the English language. It took so much work, so many people, and it's, it's so trustworthy. I'm not trying to shake anybody's confidence in the translation. It's incredible. But there are these little, little places like this that just are exploding with revelation. And, um, you know, it's, it's not your job to go take Greek. It's really our job who are working with the ministry of the word to share some of these insights. So I'll send you out in the fields today with your seed. Lord Jesus, open the eyes of our hearts that we could see you. You know, in fact, this is amazing, but you remember when Jesus tells the parable of the last judgment and uh, separates the sheep, sheep and the goats, and he's like, you know, he'll say, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was, you know, naked and you clothed me, sick and you, this, all that. You remember the, the words back will say, Lord, when did we see you? You see, that's beholding. All right, I'm out of time, and you're ready to go. I'll be looking for you out there on the field today. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall. 